Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic News, a morning devotion post-game versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think there was a, a great Cleveland hip-hop group that entitled a song, The Crossroads. And there's a, there's a line in that song in the chorus, I believe. Tell me what you're going to do when judgment comes to you, where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? I think are other words in, in the chorus. Uh, judgment day, we can say is the trade deadline coming up. We could say judgment day is, uh, is, is, is this, is the playoffs um, that are quickly approaching with 30 games to go. We could also say judgment day is whether Messiah decides to stay or, or, or go. There's all kinds of judgment days, but I think we are at a crossroads after last night's loss. Zaya Quiana, your thoughts on last game, your feeling after last night's game. You know, I have uh, mixed feelings. I don't want to legitimize them as of yet, <laughs> but uh, raw, however they are, you know, I feel bamboozled. I feel, I feel um, that I've been taken advantage advantage of emotionally uh by uh by the our beloved toronto raptors um telling me one thing and then going on the court and doing something completely different um you know you you say that uh uh the song crossroads you know for me not to be lonely but um hey uh, last night, uh, Bryce, there were moments where I actually moved on to watch the NCAA tournament because I just wasn't wanting to be exposed to bad basketball because that's what oh, it was. Yeah. Lack of effort, um, uh, discombobulated on offense as if this team haven't had the rapport to play together. So uh, it was just confusing um, on many levels. Uh, being punked by, um, you know, a young point guard and Colin Sexton. It seemed like we were taken to a back alley in Cleveland and gotten beat up, right. like just booty slapped and just all sorts of stuff. And I'm not talking about that pleasurable booty slapping either. I'm talking about yeah. the rough oh, stuff. Um, That's some dark stuff. Man. And <laughs> well, <laughs> We're, we've lost eight straight, Bryce, and we're, we've lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. uh, who are bottom feeders in in the NBA, back to their to their roots in a sense. And um, and then we're on the we're we're headed to Houston uh, to play on a back to back. And I'm asking myself, uh, another team that's lost, that's that's on a losing streak, and they're looking at us, and they're looking at, hey, maybe we can get get one over the Toronto Raptors because they, they just seem disoriented just as we are. Right. So uh, we're not at the laughing stock 
of the NBA, but we don't have that kind of grit or that type of um, imposing character as we usually do, right? And so that's probably the most embarrassing factor. Uh, we're mediocre. Mm. We're just mediocre. Now, if you if you look at what has happened this season, and and you take that big picture glance, and, and you look you look at the kind of mistakes and the kind of inconsistent play that we had, even from our starters, even from our coach, it almost felt like how we played the preseason games. It almost felt like that two and eight streak. This is not the team that went fifteen and nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a completely different team. Um, it's a day and night, to be quite honest. Um, Pascal benched in the fourth quarter. Uh, we saw a rotation of uh, Stanley Johnson, Patrick McCaw uh, in that second half, uh, and Pascal, our our go-to guy, uh, our leading scorer. Uh, there was an injury. It wasn't an issue of uh, you know. Um, managing his minutes no I think uh rightly so Nick Nurse went with alternatives knowing full well that he is getting absolutely nothing from Pascal both defensively as well as offensively and that's that that says something I mean that's a direct message to him but um that is definitely something to be said uh about our our team overall maybe the morale uh of the team so uh, if you if you want to make that correlation to how we started the season in that preseason game where Pascal Siakam still looked a, a tad bit disoriented, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was not easy basketball to watch. It was definitely not an enjoyable experience. I guess this is why, you know, they call it the Rust Belt because because it doesn't doesn't feel good um but uh, i mean i mean his numbers were nine points minus 11 uh four for 12 from the field one for three uh, bryce who was who was guarding him on the other side lance uh larry nance jr uh they put jamel mcgee on him they also put jared allen else that could guard him on that team no one and even from the list that i mentioned uh uh, they they could probably contest his shots and and, and hold on to, you know and and maybe present a body in the, inside but we know very well that Pascal can take them off the dribble he can create off the dribble for his teammates and, and he's so integral to the offense so to remove him now you're depending on Stanley Johnson to hit corner threes Patrick McCaw to take his man off the dribble right that's fantastical talk right. That's Chronicles of Narnia yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's fairy tale. Like, well, let's let's get back to reality. Let's get back to what what got us um, to that winning streak back in January into February. Uh, but it's tough to ask uh, from this roster, from this roster, right? Because they've they're showing you exactly who they've what this season has been, and it's been inconsistent, and it's been a challenge both um, emotionally as well as in terms of performance. I'm going on on a rant, my bad. No, but uh, I, I, what, what was... Yeah, what, I just, what, I just what, think uh, last night when you 
when they when they played the third quarter. I mean, I didn't even like the first half, to be honest. Uh, I thought they were very inconsistent. Uh, they they didn't play to their strengths, and then in the third quarter, it just came undone. Uh, I'm not again. I'm not really sure why, but. If you play a young Cleveland Cavaliers team that has loads of athleticism and offensive capability, you know, I'm not a NBA coach making a million dollars, but I've watched enough and played enough and coached enough basketball to realize you play to your strengths and play to the other team's weaknesses. Play, play this team in the half court, force them to see what it looks like to play a playoff type style against a veteran club and we would have, you know, put them, put them in, uh, you know, uh, uh, a difficult situation. We would have locked them up in, in, in terms of uh, their, their offense. We would have forced them to be uncomfortable constantly. And uh, I, I'm just not sure why that wasn't the decision. Put Jared Allen in a pick and roll and now Sexton's got to defend or Garland's got to defend. Heck, Osman in a pick and roll is going to be in, in a lot of trouble too. Um, great questions. Great questions. Uh, but these are, these are, um, you know, uh, inquiries that, you know, should, should have been directed at the coach last night. Even the journalists that felt uh, had a little bit of pity in a post game scrum, like ask them the hard questions. Yeah. What, what type of, why didn't you run particular <laughs> sets that you, you, you know, there's 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 data out there, and how did we how did we fare against Cleveland the last time? This is the same roster, so let's not pretend that there was some major reconfigurations and we were unprepared to play against these this team. Um, uh, shout out to the Bickerstaff who outcoached Nick Nurse. I just got to call it out. Uh, Cleveland shot fifty point six percent from the field, Bryce fifty one point five percent from three. Um, they went to the line 20, 28 times uh, and shot seventy five. Um, you know, one thing that's been plaguing us has been rebounding. So we have to ask ourselves, were we out rebounded last night? Absolutely. Uh, Cleveland's rebounded 54 compared to our 37. Um, luckily, and this luckily they only had seven offensive rebounds, right? So, um, it's the same old story. Um, and so you, uh, you know, you, you started it, you talked about the crossroads, uh, judgment day. Um, let's have a team only, <laughs> let's have a team only meeting. Players only. Hey, players, uh, sorry, players only meeting, right? Um, and let's ask the hard questions. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to make a run for the playoffs or do you guys want to just settle for a, a, a play-in tournament? Um, or do you guys want to just, you know, surf, surf it through, uh, um, into, you know, it's not so much a tanking as much as it, it's coasting, right? Yeah, it's a reality. What you guys want to do? A reality, yeah, a reality of, of, the, of yeah, and a reality of the difficulties of their situation, and not just of managing so many variables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're playing and, outside of your city. Uh, you're playing in Tampa Bay. You're not in your own kind of home. Uh, nothing has been quote unquote normal for you the last twelve months, and uh, there are bigger worries out there in the world your families social issues and uh you know and so make a decision yeah. and you know report back to management yeah. and, and you know maybe you have uh 
Kyle Lowry spent his golden years not having to fucking provide help on uh, Larry Nance Jr. and Colin Sexton pick and roll, right? For him to, you know, come on. Like, if you can't guard your your own man one-on-one and you depend on Kyle Lowry to play that Marc Gasol help defense, come on. Uh, trade him. Trade him to a contender, right? And 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 uh, and make a make a a decision for the team uh, that could uh, set situate it for the long term by also leveraging Norm Powell as an asset rather than him having to, uh, you know, maybe you know put out this offensive output which we're riding for in in vain, right? Let him uh, let him. Add more to his, uh, to his value, by the way. He, uh, he finished with 18 points, 7 for 16, 2 for 7. Um, and uh, I actually thought he should have shot more, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I, you know, I look at this team and I look at the year we've had. And, uh, you know, it's likely that we're going to have a season next year with vaccines. Uh, rolling out very quickly in the States. Likely the players will get them in the next, uh, you know, five, six weeks uh, before the playoffs. I, I get the feeling that, um, you know, if if we wanted to, or I have the opinion that if we wanted to just focus on next year, re-sign uh, Norm for a good salary, I don't know what Masai or Bobby will decide in respect to Kyle or what Kyle will decide. Uh, But in respect to this year, knowing what we've done the last five, six years, knowing what will, um, who will have for next year, I I feel very confident that um, if they decided for their own mental health, that they're just going to check out and develop some of their younger pieces, especially a guy like Malachi Flynn, who they tend, who they, who it seems they, they want to put a lot of investment into. Yeah, a guy 12, like, he played 12 minutes last night. Yeah. A guy, a guy like Chris Boucher, who has come such a long way. He's a good story. He's also Canadian, obviously. Um, if, if you want to do those kinds of things, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, knock them for it. I, I wouldn't be heavily critical. Would I be disappointed because I know the talent level for sure, but this is a team who, um, you know, is, is just in the, the most difficult scenario of any team in the league. And they're one of the more tired teams, a team like Atlanta, who's made a run, a team like Charlotte, who was making a run, uh, you know, condolences to, uh, LaMelo Ball, who's probably out for the rest of the season uh, after fracturing his wrist. Um, but they were making runs partly because they had a lot of similar guys and they had the time to. They had the rest. Um, and so they, they, were, they were ready and they haven't had the same setbacks that we had. Um, so, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of factors. And if the Raptors said, you know what, let's just – Let's just, you know, cruise for the rest of the season and focus on next year. Again, re-sign Norm Powell. Give him what he wants. <laughs> I know you can't give him San Diego or Las Vegas, but you can give him, you know, $20 million. Um, you know, do that and, and let's, get, let's get to the next season. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with them. I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be upset with them. Well, you know, I wouldn't be upset if we didn't show 
incredible resilience in our performance, for example, against the Utah Jazz, the best team in the league, at least record-wise. You know, if we showed a modicum of what of effort, of cohesion, of offensive and defensive execution Friday night, last night, Bryce, it's a different game. Right. So we know the capability, the frustration is we know the capabilities of this team and the potential, yeah, sure. and they've actually demonstrated it within yeah. their current context in light of all of their circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not the only team in an NBA that's undergoing these types of circumstances. Um, uh, history shows that, you know, uh, New Orleans had to relocate during Hurricane Katrina to uh, Oklahoma City. Right. right. And they've had to adapt. They've had to, they've had their challenges. Um, obviously it wasn't a global pandemic in so much as it was much more localized, but nevertheless, it was still impactful. Uh, so the precedent is there. These are professionals. And I think uh, Fred Van Vliet, mad respect to him. You know, he says, Hey, at the end of the day, we're, we're grown ass men. We're professionals. We get paid to, to have to um, navigate all, all of these challenges. And so he's not looking for any type of pity or excuses. Um, so I think some, I think the, you know, I, I think some of our, the default of our beat writers and journalists with the exceptions of a few uh, have been leaning on, well, you know what, there's, this is an unprecedented season. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that you can't show up to work. Everyone else is. Right. Frontline workers, parents, uh, teachers, you know, and pro athletes. So the issue, Bryce, is not for us the technicalities of Aaron Baines isn't just getting it at the center position. That's not what we're debating here. What we're debating is effort. Right. Um, uh, practicing what you actually preach. Um uh, living up to your expectations, tactic strategy, tactic strategy, executing what you, you know, tactics, the X's and O's against a team that you can actually do that against a young team, inexperienced team. It's not very complicated. Yep. You're not playing. This is not LeBron James and the LA Lakers. This is not the LA Clippers. This is not the Brooklyn Nets, right? So, um, you know, I thought about this last night, you know, I'm like, um, you remember that veteran squad in, in 2001? You know, Charles Oakley's not walking through that door. Antonio Davis <laughs> is not walking through that door. Muggsy Bogues is not walking through that door. And Del Curry is not walking through that door. Uh, so, All right. So let me, let me ask you a, a, bigger, a, a bigger question here, okay? If we, if we didn't go through the protocols, I love the hypothetical. If we didn't go through the, the, the loss of three of our starters for – you know, five games, uh, and we had gone, let's say, uh, you know, in those five games, let's say we went three and two. And then when we got the guys back, we went, uh, you know, two and one, let's say, uh, or one and one even, and we lose the game last night. So we're probably in like the eighth or ninth seed right now. And we lose the game last night. Are you as upset? Or if this is a if this is our championship run team in, in 2019, and we lose a game like Cleveland, uh, which we did again a game against Charlotte in two years ago, where Jeremy Lamb threw up a prayer, that type of game, are you as upset, or is it like ah, oh, 
We just didn't get up for it. Right. So we even lost against Detroit. Remember Dwayne Casey's comeback? We lost. So <laughs> that guy has so many rings. Yeah. Yeah. So so again, my my I'm not embellishing my emotions here. My emotive disposition isn't one that is, you know, being um um you know exaggerated. No, I think I'm disappointed and and frustrated um, at some of the intangibles that are being displayed and de- demonstrated. Not and not so much as our, you know, at the skill level, the lack of skill or execution. Um, it's it's actually some of those intangibles that we are marked that are signature to the Toronto Raptors. That's what I'm really disappointed and frustrated in, because we right. are showing that we are showing it even when our team is depleted. We still show it. Last year, when our, you know, when we had we have to rely on on. Um, RJH. Yeah. Um, Ronald Hollis Jefferson. Yeah. Who currently isn't even in the NBA right now. Um, yeah. Not on a roster. Sign that, brother. But regardless, we had to depend on, you know, a very elastic, you know, deep bench that had its deficiencies. And yet we still found ways to win. Um, you know, when you have someone who's such an innovator on the sidelines as Nick Nurse and his, you know, those are that's the reason why I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that I know very well our personnel and yet we're still not coming through. So you, you the, the hypothetical I understand, but it's 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 flawed because um we you don't have to go into the hypotheticals, you know. We actually oh, have sure. we, we, you know there is legitimate uh example we've actually done this and we've done it well and we've executed so um that, you know so that, if, if we go if if we go 20 and 10 in the last 30 games are you surprised at all uh tw- no absolutely not right because i know what our roster can do uh e- and 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 even in the midst of our current schedule which is one of the difficult schedules in the league thank you very much nba office adam silver um i still think we can overcome it Right. And we are our guys have shown that they can win in many ways. That's that's probably key in the NBA. Right. When you when you're you're not so much a championship contender, but you're a veteran squad that you know how to win against different types of teams in different types of situations. Um, Versatility isn't doesn't capture the word, but you know what I mean. Right. And uh, you know how to adjust, you know, you know, it's part of change theory. So. Uh, and and Nick Nurse of all the guys, he knows this. He's coached. Mm-hmm. He coached in the in the Belgium leagues, in the in the in the British league, in the in, you know before the G League was the G League, right? He knows how to make use of ex- of all the circumstances um, and variables. Um, and it's not just to win, but it's also to take out some really positive takeaways. You tell me what a positive takeaway was from last night. Right. That's the frustration. Right. I, you know, you said, well, you know, Malachi Flynn got some minutes and Chris Boucher got some minutes. Well, but Chris Boucher actually didn't play very well. He only played 13 minutes. Uh, he yeah. was minus five for two points, one for four from the field, five rebounds. Uh, he just looked a bit disoriented himself. Uh, and that's actually yeah. uncharacteristic. Right. Probably the only thing I enjoyed seeing was Ananobi attacking on, on the in the half court against whoever was guarding him. He, largely, it was Jared Allen. He finished with 17 points, uh, seven for 15 from from the field, six rebounds, three steals. Um, 
and to assist. I was happy. I was happy to see uh, Patrick McCaw get a couple buckets. Yeah, there. just just to see him aggress defensively. Even Bryce, it was just great to see him really kind of um, lean in on his strengths in terms of help defense, just crowding the ball whenever he had the chance and reminding everyone why, why he's on the list of Nick Nurse's favorites, right? Um, so it was great to see those, those guys perform. Um, but nevertheless, right, we know the team's potential. That's why you're mad. I'm not mad that, you know, we, we, we got embarrassed in Cleveland. Hey, Cleveland outplayed us. Um, and they're well coached. They I got some young guys, and this is the NBA. You, you, you yeah. these guys, they're pros. So any day, you, you can't take it off. Um, but it was just how we lost, and I think that's the disappointment. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, well, should we get to the question? The Lauren question. I think I answered it myself a bit. I think I hinted at, but um, but it's directed to you. Uh, stay or trade. The king, Kyle well, Lowry. We, we, we've got uh, just over three days. I believe it's 3 p.m. I believe it's 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, Kyle Lowry's birthday. <clears throat> um, we get to make a choice whether or not he's going to go or anybody else is going to go, but we're focused on Kyle Lowry for this question. Um. There are certainly some tempting trades out there. And again, I've always said, if Kyle wants to go, if he feels like I want one more run, we're not going to make a championship run. Um, you know, uh, you know would, would he be willing to be part of the decision? Um, I think my, my uh, part of the deal is if Kyle goes, Masai resigns. <laughs> I think Kyle has to have that clause in the contract uh, because if if Kyle were to leave and Masai were to to leave at the end of the season, I, I think I think I would need at least three months in a cabin in Vermont with very good beer uh, to recover from from that kind of uh, scenario. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing we, we, I just asked you about, you know, if we went 20 and 10, I've looked at the schedule. I've, I've been very critical. I've been very, uh, hard, uh, and in, in, you know, analyzing who the teams were playing, when we're playing them, what their schedule looks like next to ours, you know, when we have back-to-backs, when they have back-to-backs, how many home games or home games, Tampa games we have, how many road games we have. Are you are you in are you in Vermont in that cabin right now? I mean, damn, bro. Um, uh, I am not, but <laughs> I, I've I've looked at the schedule and I truly believe that we could even win up to twenty two games to finish the season and go twenty two and eight in our last thirty. I always have a belief. I am a sucker for this. I I always believe that this group of guys could turn it on and. And, and, and our, of course, Nick Nurse could turn it on and we could make a run and get back into the playoffs, get into that six, maybe seven seed at this point, the way the Atlanta Hawks are playing. Um, and if we get in, I feel very confident we're going to come out uh, into a seven-game series. 
and and I'm very confident, no matter who we get, that we are going to play hard nose, entertaining uh, basketball and and make people sweat. So, for me personally, yeah. I am not yeah. I am not trading Kyle Lowry. However, if I had to, where are the destinations that I could uh, he could go that he would want to go to, and I and there's players on the other team that I would be interested in. Well, the ringer, who I can be critical of at times, put a scenario in with Miami, right? I think people yeah, have mentioned yeah. this, including some roommates that we know. Um, the Miami Heat. Who are we getting back? Who yeah, are we getting back? The back? Miami Heat have some difficulty with 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 cash, uh, with matching up salaries. I do not go, want Goran Dragic. I don't like Goran Dragic. I'm sure he's a great human being. If I was a Miami Heat fan, I'd probably like him. I don't like him. He's not a guy. He's very low on the list for me. I also, I who's even lower at the bottom. Um, is Kendrick Nunn? I do not. Right. Want no, Kendrick I don't want Nunn Kendrick Nunn on our roster. But here, here, here's what I've done. Here, here's the package that I've put together. Okay, I've put together a package of uh, their new center, Promise. Yeah, Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olenek, who's a Canadian from Scarborough, uh, and two f- future firsts. That's that's my deal. You want Kyle Lowry, that bad Jimmy Butler? I know you guys are buddies. You're going to make him coffee every day for free. Yep. Goran Dragic is going to be jealous because of that because he had to pay 20 bucks a cup. Uh, too bad. That's the deal. Pat Riley, you want to play hardball? You've met Masai Ujiri. He's not going to give you anything for free. He doesn't want Goran Dragic. So you want – We got chip. He's got a chip too. Yeah. So he, he's not he's not intimidated by your bag of no your, your 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 bag of rings. He's not wowed by the Godfather. This is this is a he's a Godfather in his own right. Um. So he's Michael, new generation. That's right. That's right. So <laughs> if you want Kyle Lowry, that's you got to give us future first. You got to give us a Canadian, a athletic young center, and a sharp shooter in Duncan Robinson. And with that trade, that gives us good position to make a playoff run. It gives Freddie the keys uh, to this team along with Pascal. And uh, it obviously positions us very well for next season. So if we had to make a deal right now, that's the one that I'd be most interested in. I don't want to do it. I hope Kyle doesn't want to do it. Uh, But if we had to, or if he was open to it and Masai was like, I got to pull, I got, I got to pull this lever here, push the button. that's does, that's does, my deal. Right does now. Duncan Rob does Duncan Robinson? Because I know you're going to start Olenek, um, and that means we don't have to go small. However, does Duncan Robinson start over Norm Powell? I actually, I actually start, I actually start Duncan Robinson, and bring and bring Olenek off the bench with Boucher. Uh, so you want to start small. I want to start small. And if I have to, I'll, I'll start big. If we go against, you know, uh, so, some team that we just – Philadelphia. Don't. Yeah, or Atlanta with Capella, then I, I'd probably start Promise and bring – because I want some scoring off the bench. I want uh, some guys who can do some stuff coming into the game 
Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's my that's my thought. I haven't worked all that through all the lineups. I haven't worked. Through. Well, I mean, I, I think you you've given me lots to think about, and I <laughs> it's a it's a Monday morning, man. I have to start thinking about other things like work and life and <laughs> paying bills and stuff. Now I'm gonna go into a rabbit hole of whether. Uh, whether we get trade machine can actually work this out. <laughs> Thanks, ESPN. Um, just check up on me at 2 p.m. Just make sure, tell me what am I doing, where am I, and am I okay? I, I'm just going to um, start sending you uh, the crossroad links so you can listen to the song <laughs> at 2 p.m. Uh, mental, mental wellness check-ins at uh, mid-afternoon. Uh, to make sure I'm not in some sort of cave trying to figure out the new <laughs> trade deadline. Um, well, I, I think you've given me a lot to think about. I think you've given our listeners a lot to think about. Uh, listeners, I mean, I'm, we're sorry. I mean, you've just, uh, you know, I think the Bone Thugs and Harmony uh, crossroads uh, encapsulated our mood. Uh, we didn't go into the weeds of the 116-105 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. However, you can listen to William Liu, uh, read his 10 things, um, follow Doug Smith's rants on Twitter. Um, and, uh, but I uh, hope you have a better morning uh, than how I felt and how we felt last night after the loss. And uh, we are back at it. We're in Houston tonight. And There's no rest for the wicked, all, my friend. And, uh, you know, uh, Bryce, who's that uh, Scarface who raps Houston? He's a well-known rapper, legend. Uh, I'll be looking up Houston titles tonight. But I, I, what um, a, uh, a hip-hop group that I, I, uh, I've been thinking about on my mind is Ghetto Boys, who are also from Houston. Um, and, and they had that uh, track, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me. Uh, and that's that. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully, Bryce, we win this game. We win this game because otherwise, my mind's been playing tricks on me all season trying to cheer yeah. against Toronto Raptors. Get Ghetto get Boys. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you could have yeah, said Ghetto Boys. I, I, I'm, I'm um, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Scarface did a, re a remix of that song. Uh, also from Houston, Beyonce. Hopefully, we're, you know, we can talk about a parade rather than. Uh, mind playing tricks. Uh, uh, we'll we'll Paul see. Wall. Um, uh, for our listeners who uh, who may like white rappers, um, which is a uh, there's one guy who comes up to, comes to mind in particular, but I won't name his name. Um, uh, Paul Wall, two thousands. Now we're just going. Now we're just rhyming off Houston rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, it, it's a pleasure. It's uh, it's always good to talk these things through to remind ourselves of how good this team is, what they're capable of, oh. and prepare ourselves for for the worst or or at least the most disappointing. Right? Crazy year, man. Crazy There's year. no doubt. You know There's what? No Thanks doubt. for reminding me. There's been worse seasons than this, and so I'm just gonna remind Whew. myself of that. The Triano years, the Kevin O'Neill years, um, and appreciate every second that Kyle Lowry dons the Toronto Raptors jersey. So, thanks for putting me. Uh, thanks for reminding me. For sure, man. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.
Thank <laughs> you.